Welcome, everyone, to the Marvel Studios TV podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about your WandaVision, your Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hey, remember that. Your Loki, your Miss Marvel, and everything else you haven't heard about yet. Pete, WandaVision now officially a 2020 release. I know that that is something we have been prognosticating for a long time. But in the last week, uh, Disney Plus social media made it official and then backed it up during the Emmys last night with the first proper trailer for WandaVision, the first live action Marvel Studios Disney Plus show to be released. Typical lemonade out of lemons, obviously COVID pushing back Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is not yet finished filming. Could they, Matt? give you some and then finish off what they need to they could however the way that disney and disney plus have spin this marvel studios of course the visionary series being able to just pivot here and do this it it's it's classic and you get a sense it's almost the way it was meant to be we had talked before was there a a situation where maybe Mandalorian took uh, for its second season the spot that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had in the August schedule for Disney Plus, much like everybody scrambling for content. Uh, so this trailer comes out. You see bits and pieces of it. If you were watching the Emmys last night, there is an expanded version with some bits you didn't see online uh it is everything we could have hoped for for the pairing of these characters the the thing you didn't get in the tv commercial that i think sells the premise of the show even more is the bit with vision and uh katherine hans unnamed character wait am i dead no you're not but you're dead Pete, the trailer expanded the question marks that we had when there was the first footage during the Super Bowl this past year. This notion that we are narratively skipping through uh, through sitcoms, but now in the trailer, kind of adding this ominous tone, adding this question, what exactly is going on? Who's driving it? Uh, I think widely assumed to be this is some sort of attempt by Wanda to bring back Vision, and we know it's going to somehow lead into or maybe not know, but we, we, we strongly presume it's going to lead into uh, the multiverse aspect of things, given how Wanda is in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But right. just the, the note of disquiet in it, uh, along with you know the, the appearance of high production value, because uh-huh. we are skipping through these different things. The comfortability, uh, too. Like, it, you know, one of them looks like, they just stepped off the Brady bunch and then the black and white version. And then maybe my favorite aspect of it is, you know, we had seen uh, Wanda before in what appears now given context to be a Halloween costume of her comic costume. And then to see Paul Bettany in a Halloween style costume with 
the bright yellow and the bright pinks and the green uh, of the vision outfit of the of the vision getup. Um, this looks like everything you would want to launch Marvel Studios TV. And I'll add to that, you referenced making lemons out of lemonade, and you also had said words to the effect of, you know, maybe it was always meant to be this way, um, at least in a, in, a, in a karma sort of sense. The notion that the original plan to launch premiere television on, on Disney Plus was Mandalorian, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then Mandalorian, then WandaVision, it's a little boy-heavy. Um, I get that there's you know, a strong female character in Mandalorian, uh, in Cara Dune, at least for these first two seasons. And I know that there's Agent 13 and whatnot in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I think given that given that Falcon needs to be pushed, it now all of a sudden, it, it just reads a bit better in terms of who is Disney Plus for, who are these, you know, teen, tween, adult-oriented, these kind of more serious prestige shows, who are they oriented for? Well, you have... Two outings of The Mandalorian, no shame there that you got a second season before anything else. It was always destined to be the thing that the, the thing that launched the service. Uh, but to now have a show that has a female lead, and yes, there's Vision as the co-lead, but to kind of, I, I don't know, to me, it, it speaks better to, I, to what I think the product is trying to say, just in terms of everybody is welcome, there's all sorts of things, and it's not boy, 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 then the girl show, it's two outings of the boys show. And then now we have a more female perspective and all are welcome. I mean, listen, it's going to pay off any way you slice it, but I too like that they're leading off with this one. So different from what we've come to expect. And that now all the buzz is on that to the point of like Falcon and the winner who like, and, and people not even remembering largely that uh, Tom Hiddleston has a Loki show coming, that Owen Wilson is in, and, you know, all this other stuff. And to think, too, Matt, th this is going to be it's, – it's on a streamer, it is TV, but it's not really a TV show. And I think that's greatly going to add to the – prestige of it i mean geez matt we went through the emmys last night where mandalorian was up for but did not win a best dramatic series there is a pathway starting with this trailer last night where next year you know all right hopefully they get better call saul season six done and aired before then but even if they don't okay better call saul you know all these other shows oh yeah and wandavision up for best dramatic series well certainly if there's one takeaway from the emmys last night it's that the old model of the emmys has a long memory and it rewards longevity i mean the Emmy thing is looking for Emmy voters are looking for the new show, the new perspective, the new take. So, uh, you know, who knows? We'll see if WandaVision is up to the task. It certainly is a whole lot more available than, you know, 30 years ago when it's like breaking news, the first syndicated non-network show ever to be up for best drama in Star Trek the next generation. But Pete, that's 30 years ago. Let's talk about, when in 2020 will WandaVision arrive? Well, first off, 
in 2020, which within the last week really solidified within the last couple days, uh, very much uh, came into being, at least externally. Um, the Mandalorian for season two had been announced a couple weeks back. That for October 30th. And presuming, of course, they do not double dip in any weeks like they did last year. You remember last year, um, Disney Plus debuted on a Tuesday, gave you a Mandalorian episode. They gave you another Mandalorian episode on a Friday. They moved dates around also around the rise of Skywalker. They didn't want an episode streaming the day that the movie came out. So they put it forward uh, two days. It came out on a Wednesday that week. Presuming there's none of that shifting, which it does not look like there will be this year. Okay. Eight Mandalorian episodes take us to Friday, December 18th, the final episode airing. And then, Matt, because of the way the Julian calendar works, there is one more Friday in this awful year of 2020. It is a Christmas day, okay? And I could think of no better present for uh, Disney Plus to push play on WandaVision on Friday, December 25th, Christmas. Pete, by your logic there, it does seem all to make sense. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's with the flexibility of assuming those eight episodes. I can't imagine less, and I can't really imagine more. Uh, I feel like, why mess? In terms of The Mandalorian, why mess with success? And also, it's not like, oh, we need to fill out the schedule, because clearly... Uh, certainly when they were starting to film pre-COVID, all of this was lining up uh, in, in terms of kind of maybe not continuous. I guess we don't quite know the model. Are, are they looking ultimately to go continuous um, from show to show to show? Certainly in the shorter term to go from Mandalorian to WandaVision. And then six weeks of WandaVision would take us to the end of, uh, the end of January. So I guess from there, the, the, the calendar a bit open. And it'll be well, indicative as to whether. But will we get six episodes, Matt, leading up to something else? Or, uh, you know, 2020 is shaping up if Black Widow punts to 2021. This will be the first year without a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie since when? Uh, I think 20, 2009, I want to say. 2009 think... is correct. So, Matt, if, and let's hope that conditions do not arise so that Black Widow punts and or it's not made available Mulan style on Disney+, Plus, which I think there's a, there's a potential for that as well, um, if for some reason they decide, you know what, we're, we're going to stick to the theatrical model, we, we're going to hold till the spring, or, you know, at least wait and see, I can think of no greater Christmas present than to have Disney Plus put the whole WandaVision six-hour TV movie streaming thing on, on your Christmas 
And there you go. You you didn't get a two-hour movie this year. You got a six-hour movie. I think that would be Pennywise and Pound Foolish, and I'll tell you why. Um, think when when Mandalorian Season 1 came out, think of all the discussions in terms of, we'll start with the most basic. So is this kid Yoda? You know, is this literally Yoda as a baby? All right, well, we get to have those discussions at the water cooler, online, YouTube videos, blogs, etc., uh, oh man, I can't believe they killed off uh, the Taika Waititi robot so quickly. I wish we had more of him. You know, discussion, discussion. Oh man, then he comes back. Um, Pete, even on you know on our podcasts, Pete, I was expecting Cara Dune to be introduced sooner, and then now at the end of her her one episode, she's gone. Oh wait, they're circling back for her. The water cooler one episode a week of a quality thing. Um, that model is alive and well. The Mandalorian proved it. I would argue that the Mandalorian proved it all the way to that best drama Emmy nomination uh, because it was this visceral thing that people got to experience together, albeit not at the same time on Fridays because you could watch whenever, but the people got to experience together in a communal fashion. Yes, it would be nice to get all of WandaVision at once. I don't see any reason why Disney can't say, Hey, everybody's home, or maybe not everybody, pardon me, I don't want to be, be, be too uh, presumptive here, but so many are home for, for this holiday season. Well, you got one, you got one Christmas Day, you got one New Year's Day uh, for many people that still in the corridor of you know being home. Uh, so you have that, that whole stretch from, let's say, the 24th to the 4th where you're home you get to enjoy your two episodes you get to say you know so uncle peach what did you think of wandavision episode two you know now that you're visiting here on uh, saturday january 2nd happy 2021 etc and to get those prognostications those discussions etc don't forget that disney plus is driven by monthly subscriptions at the end of the day or indeed yearly subscriptions if that's how they can get you but it's about that longevity um that's in opposition to the netflix model i think netflix is going to be the one to move off that you know in coming years not disney plus to the binge model for that prestige stuff well we're not going to decide it matt so we're going to put it to the internet to our listeners so you're either plan pete you want your marvel movie this year and if it's going to be WandaVision, so be it. And you're going to get it on Christmas Day and you're going to enjoy all of it. Or you're over there with Matt and you're going to get it. You're going to get a morsel at a time and it'll maybe <laughs> get you to February. Um, with the release solidified here of WandaVision for 2020, um, the advertising last night uh, during the Emmys was describing Falcon and the Winter Soldier as coming soon. Um Apparently today, uh, now Disney Plus, some corners of it now refer to Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming in 2021. Uh, Pete, there was some gnashing of teeth online last night. <laughs> coming soon means 2020. And then I said, hey, look, here's Pete's mathematical breakdown of the release schedule. And, and, and there was the claim, we are sapping hope from people. Pete, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out in 2021. Uh, you mentioned one really good reason before. Can you repeat again why they can't give me my FWS right now? They're not finished filming. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just the simple math. And if they got done filming tomorrow, and if they only needed a month of of post production to finish what was finished uh, filming post COVID, be that as it may, I'm telling you, it's The Mandalorian for its run. Then it's WandaVision for its run. Then it's going to be Falcon, whether that's immediately beginning in February or whether they do ultimately take a bit of a break um, to just have space in between, which is kind of the CBS All Access Star Trek model to have to have the field lay fallow um, to be determined. You know, Falcon will be the first test as to whether they want, they want to go with that. In the interim, it still isn't ready. Hopefully it is ready for, you know, February or so. And like we said, there's a possibility, given the amount of post-production work, that they could begin to stream this and be finishing it off. The idea, however, that they're going to do that with WandaVision done, in the chamber, ready to fire, is really, really silly. It's not sapping hope. It's called reality. Yeah, I, I believe I have it correct that WandaVision wrapped filming Friday, March 6th, um, which I think was also the date that um, that uh, Mandalorian wrapped as well, regardless that it was it was before COVID hit strong in this country, you know, Friday, March 13th, the 14th, the 15th in there. Um, even if you were going to go back and pick up a couple shots, you know, if I'm if I'm overseeing WandaVision, oh man, we wanted to get Elizabeth we want to get close-ups of her hands in the piano playing scenes. You sit and go, uh, go grab somebody who's got hands that look like Elizabeth Olsen, go shoot it in lockdown, or or, or we're just going to skip that shot entirely. We're not going to go for the close-up of the key playing, whatever it is, you know, move, move, move. I don't know. I don't know that WandaVision was always, um, was always meant to be uh, December 2020, although we've been discussing it that way for a while. Um, but I feel like, in these pressing times, if you could hand a completed show off to post-production, even with lockdown and say, guys, gals, we need to buy Christmas. That's enough time to get it out there. They're learning how to do this. Now we've been covering other shows, Star Trek, lower decks, Star Trek discovery, where they've been doing orchestration with the rigors of social distancing. You know, you're, you're, uh, your trombone player is in his closet at home and he's recording himself and your, you know, your spoons player is in his bathtub with really good acoustics and, and he's doing it. So, you know, enough of this has been ironed out. The thing that is exceedingly different and, and difficult is the in-person filming, particularly in hot spots. you know, it was a great, article in the last week i think it was hollywood reporter i had shared it with you matt i don't know if you got a chance to read it but talking about the covid compliance officers in um shoots in los angeles and just the the links to which they're going rightfully to keep people in the industry safe and and how it's changing culture and until we have a vaccine, um, you know, or, or this thing somehow blows over, uh, this, this is the way that it is in terms of taking precautions. But, yeah, I mean, we, we have, they have learned uh, as an industry how to be able to do some things 
uh, from different places. So, Pete, officially, what is your call? Does Falcon and the Winter Soldier come out in February or March, or are you going to pick another month? I'm going to go quarter one for certain. Um, I think arguments can be made for both February and March. And again, so much is up in the air in terms of when will these conditions start to get better. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to say March just because I think you build up a little bit of demand. The idea of ending one of the shows and going right into the other show um, seems to cheapen it a little bit. Like you need your thing and you can't go a week without a thing and we'll shift series and go to the other one. Would I love that? Would Matt love it? Would our listeners love it? Absolutely. Um, the podcaster and me doesn't want to do all those straight. <laughs> although, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, I'm going to say there'll be a little bit of a break and then come March, uh, we'll get that. I know one of the things that's been discussed was how firmly this was tied to any of the events of Black Widow. Is there a post credit scene that reaches into this new, Marvel Studios TV world um, unknown at this point, uh, but we'll have to see. And, uh, you know, who knows? That might be part of the reason why they've they flip flopped. I'm going to I'm going to hedge ever so slightly and say if WandaVision concludes on January 29th, a Friday, I'm going to say that we have three weeks off enough time to kind of build buzz, but carry over the sentiment and Friday uh, February 26th be the go date for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But Pete, that all comes with an asterisk because maybe their filming gets delayed. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, uh, a key person uh, gets ill, heaven forbid, then, you know, has to take some time to hopefully successfully and completely uh, fight it off, etc. But uh, also, Pete, speaking the world of filming, apparently the Loki series, which was just getting started in Atlanta, that has resumed filming as well all of these assumed to be kind of a six episode you know neighborhood of two two and a half hours total maybe three hours total that kind of thing um and you know again kind of lower level ant-man and the wasp you know 175 million dollar 160 million dollar budget to get you something about the size of a movie just told slightly differently so if Falcon is the winter spring, can we hope for Loki late spring, early summer? Gotta be. Okay. And when you consider that some of the productions we're just starting to get now um, had been wrapped well before the pandemic uh, and then delayed, you know, I'm thinking Fargo to a lesser extent. They did post work on, on Star Trek Discovery. Um but yeah, I, I gotta say, I gotta say pretty firmly to the summer on Loki, maybe even late summer towards the fall of 2021. And again, there's no rush in terms of putting these out. It's not as if people are going to cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions, okay? The average person does not know there is a Loki TV show coming. I think that's a good point that it's this it's it's I don't want to say mystery box because I know oh, it sounds like JJ. But, you know, it's this notion of, oh, man, there's something new that I will like. Uh, and, and it's that kind of um, 
finding experience. Uh, and, I mean, keep in mind, too, none of these shows are intended to run 10 seasons and 100 episodes. Um, you know, I don't think there's any shame with any of them, particularly no, on the heels of Watchmen and its it's one season, to say, hey, we said what we wanted to say, great. Or, hey, do we leave the door open for, for a future season or two? But none of these are meant to run long, particularly as new heroes are entering the mix. This is a new type of thing, even more so than a Watchmen. And, and that's a good example, but this is more filmic than the Watchmen HBO, which was its own thing for TV. And unless somebody decides they're going to make a second season and it really does not seem like that's going to be the case, that's it one off. And I think these were always conceived with that in mind. It is a movie, but for your Disney TV. Looking quite farther down the line, perhaps filming second half of 2021 on at this point, certainly a 2022 release is Ms. Marvel, uh, where uh, a, a number of directors were announced in the last week. Uh, you have the directing team Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falal, uh, both directors for Bad Boys for Life. Uh, they're going to direct some episodes. There's also Charmin Obeid Chinoy, who's a two-time Oscar-winning documentarian. Uh, and then Mira Menon, who's an accomplished TV director as well. Uh, we've seen Menon's work in, um, in uh, The Punisher, for example. So... You know, Ms. Marvel is a show, obviously, having having uh, Middle Eastern influences there. The character Pakistani from New Jersey, we should add, as, as good New Jersey boys. But the inclusion of Arab-American directors here to help bring that authentic perspective. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic, it's inclusive, and it makes me all the more excited for Ms. Marvel whenever we reach that. You're talking about a character who continues to find a new ceiling uh the inclusion of miss marvel as a character in the avengers game that just came out and the amount of play and popularity that that character has led to um you know they announced a while ago that she would be getting a show there was some belief for some time that it would have been with the old Marvel TV um, and I think wisely held back so that we could tie this to the film. The character is a Captain Marvel fangirl. Uh, this is going to be a super popular entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I think really part of their strategy going forward from this new Marvel Studios TV end. Well, that's just it. You know, where where did Falcon and the Winter Soldier season four go? Well, you know, assuming it's anything less than a massive hit, you know, a Stranger Things kind of hit that, that you can't stop. You know, it's going to Ms. Marvel. It's going to keep things fresh and new. Pete, it's going to, in the last week, uh, the, the casting of She-Hulk herself in Tatiana Maslany. Uh, and, you know, it's going to the new, to expanding the universe out. And that, you know, I mean, I know on the one hand, I just said, you know, they're taking away our future seasons of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The most successful ones will continue. And in the interim, yeah. there's that itch for the new. And like you mentioned before, Wanda, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, 
we're balancing ledger, Matt. And I know that makes some fans uneasy. You know, the men's rights activists out there. Okay. Stop listening to us. If only there was a man in the Avengers, Pete. (laughs) Stop listening to us now and go do something else. Okay. I am more excited for Ms. Marvel, for uh, WandaVision than I am for those other male-led shows. Doesn't mean they're going to be better, okay? But everything that they represent, the uh, aspects of story and character that they're going to get at to uh, that are very, very different than what we've had. I mean, Matt, we still haven't watched the first ever Marvel Cinematic Universe female helms movie okay and to think that there are one two three of these tv shows that are in uh active pre-production and uh one we're gonna get this year this is a tremendous time and like you mentioned before that that is part of balancing your subscription power with your streamer for disney plus oh your Disney princesses, your uh, your Mulan over here, and now you've got these others. That's that's not pandering or whatever else has been labeled by those uh, men's rights activists over there. Okay, it's smart business. Well, and you mentioned Mulan. You mentioned business, though. I think for many of us, uh, many of us who saw the live action Mulan were perhaps disappointed in the ultimate product anecdotal evidence out there that the release of it on disney plus premiere you know that 30 dollars a pop uh, anecdotal evidence that it worked um kind of in the neighborhood of made mulan profitable um i think you can make the argument that had it been in wide cinematic release and the movie was beloved that it could have made you know, a billion dollars, $1.5 billion. But given that there's been a bit of a cool, uh, a cool take in this country and a cool take in China and rather cool in, in all parts in between, uh, perhaps Mulan live action was not destined to make, you know, over a billion dollars in the movies. So it seems to have made back its money and more for Disney Plus premiere, which brings the question to assuming Black Widow is is the home run that we all hope it is, that we all feel it is. It comes down to this, Pete. It's the ultimate test of the Disney Plus premiere model. Will Black Widow keep the November release but be Disney Plus premiere? Um, because probably you can rule out a wide release in the movies Uh, of Black Widow in this country. That's just probably where, you know, virus numbers will take us and where consumer confidence in going to the movies for two and a half hours will take us. Um, So if they think, you know what, this is a movie that after the theaters take their cut and whatnot, this is a movie that can make $500 million in profit, uh, maybe we can eke out $400 million on Disney Plus Premiere and call ourselves lucky, or do we hold it for 2021 and say this is a movie that can make you know, Captain Marvel $1 billion? But again, $1 billion in box office still is only $500 million in profit. So whatever that's going to look like, I think we can sadly say this, Pete, 
Black Widow won't be home for Thanksgiving, at least not in your local movie theater. Uh, won't be home on Disney Plus? I'm not so sure. Um, I speculated back in the spring, right after we had the uh, delay of Black Widow, that w- there was a way that they could get it to Disney Plus, perhaps, or, or just regular uh you know, pay-per-view on demand if you built in different perks. For instance, you know, uh, $20 got you a one-time watch. $40 got you a 48-hour period. $60 got you, you know, a, a piece of swag in the movie for 48 hours. And then like $80, the movie was yours. It was golded. And uh, it, it wouldn't come off your your drive there. Um, I think the Mulan situation is going to potentially empower them, particularly. I mean, numbers are creeping up everywhere right now. And as we get into flu season and we're watching Europe deal with this again, I don't think we're going to be in a movie theater anytime soon. So. You know, you, you do the math of what would it be uh, with uh, the theatrical situation in terms of who gets what cut. You put it on Disney Plus, Disney, Marvel Studios, they get all of it. Um, so I think with the creativity and also the plans I laid out, copyright Peter J. K. R. 2020, um, I, I think they would be fine if they brought it to Disney Plus. Well, Pete, with all these shows ahead of us, all this Marvel content, whether it's on Disney Plus, at the movies, whatever it might be, we certainly look forward to covering it all. That is made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. We do not have a premiere level just yet, but the people that go to uh, patreon.com slash fantastic geek, all one word there with the P and the H, they help us keep this and our 18 other feeds a humming soon to be more than that. As soon as uh, we get the approval on some of the other Marvel studios, TV feeds coming soon to your Apple podcasts and to fantasticgeek.com. But, I mean, geez, Matt, we're heading into this fourth quarter here. The bill's going to come due. Uh, Certainly understand if people can't contribute what with the economy as it is right now. Head over to Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, leave us a rating. Costs nothing. Helps us out just as much. Leave us a review. uh, And you help keep old Fantastic Geek chugging along. Pete, let's keep the conversation going as well. All the all the uh, the hopes and dreams for WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Ms. Marvel, etc. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can tell people uh, you want WandaVision all in one six-episode chunk on Christmas Day 2020 and tag me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,564 followers. Can't be wrong. Pete, when I'm right and they release it one episode a week, people can say hello to me on Twitter where I'm looking back lost. 
They can also keep the Fantastic Geek conversation going. You can email us at fantasticgeek at gmail.com. Check us out under Fantastic Geek on Instagram, Twitter, uh, etc. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with the P and the H like it today. Well, Pete, I know we will be talking more Marvel soon. With that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Bye-bye.